Hey folks, this is our Patreon episode on Metal Gear Solid The Franchise, uh, which we are releasing on the public feed now as a little thank you for sticking with us through the end of the year, and of course because Nick is on holidays and we can't record our regular episode. Hope you enjoy it, I haven't listened to it since we made it, but I remember it being a fun time. Have a great day! I'm trying to do something. I'm Liam. <laughs> and I'm Nick. And this is JoJo's World Patreon bonus episodes. It's not even related to JoJo's World in the sense, it's just Patreon episodes. Although I guess it is JoJo's World Patreon. Yeah, that's so what I was saying. Uh, yeah, all right, fine. Anyway, this is Nick's Picks where I pick something and then we just talk about it for Ever. God knows how long. Yeah. And today we're going to be talking about the one and only, the eponymous, the... No, know what that means. ...star-studded, the... Technically, yeah, I suppose. Ethereally ill-defined concept that is Metal Gear. The Metal Gear franchise of video games created by Hideo Kojima. Who is and the friends. best. And friends. Yeah. I don't know if he's really friends with them anymore, though. <laughs> we'll we get into that later, I think. Sure. So, Liam, what is a Metal Gear? Before I answer that, Nick, I yeah. just want to thank our patrons for our support. This is the first podcast we are recording with our new... Uh, podcasting sound barrier which we oh, bought yeah. with patreon funds yeah we so um, if it sounds good thank you if, <laughs> if it, it sounds, sounds bad, bad. <laughs> sorry <laughs> this is not at all a test that we're doing <laughs> it's quite cool though it's made of like foam fancy foam it folds up into itself like a transformer it's kind of like almost semi-professional looking well i guess it is professional looking stuff it's just that you know we own it so so it automatically <laughs> loses a degree of status exactly so Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear and Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Nope, nope, just... And Metal Gear Survive. Oh, God. Which I suppose we should discuss at some point. Yeah. Well, let's start with the good. Metal Gear Solid, the... F well, I guess Metal Gear was the first one. Yeah, but I never played those. Okay, so the Metal Gear franchise is a series of stealth games that are totally bonkers. Stealth, action, adventure, sometimes isometric, sometimes not. Sometimes, sometimes third-person shooter, sometimes first-person shooter. I think one of them was like a collectible card game. A collectible card like game? Metal Gear Acid or something? That might have what been one like that. the hell? Okay, sure. Never played it. Radio. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I know that there was a pachinko machine of it, so... Ah, made with the, the, the powerful Fox engine. The best <laughs> video game engine ever created. It's now true. relegated to pachinko machines. <sighs> it's fine, because Metal Gear... So Metal, Metal Gear, Gear is a franchise about... A man named Snake. Well, I was going to take a broader approach and say oh, okay. it's about um, geopolitics and uh, anti-nuclear pr proliferation. War in a general sense. Yeah, and how it never changes, but then also it always does. The soldiers inside the war and how they're always fighting for different sides and that's kind oh, of Oh, you've got to respect soldiers. That's what the boss wanted. <sighs> so, okay, there's this guy. There's this man. There's this series of men <laughs> called Snake. This is true. This is very true. Okay, so Metal Gear Solid. Let's start with Metal Gear Solid 1. Oh, Metal Gear 1 and 2 happened and they were they were old games and you just infiltrated a base and your boss named Big Boss betrayed you and then you killed him and then he was still alive so you killed him again. My God. Now you're up to speed. 
Metal Gear Solid 1. So Metal Gear Solid is not the first game. But it is really the first game. It's the first game, and I, and I lose this word very loosely. It's the first game where the story started to get coherent. <laughs> I mean, it's the first by game... by a very broad definition of coherent. Yeah, it was the first game with a story that wasn't just big Infiltrate boss. Infiltrate the base. Mm. And there was actually like gameplay that wasn't just step into random truck. Oh, you've got to step into random truck. Oh, but no, it was just a series of... And stepping... pray, is that what you were saying? Yeah, that was more or less it. It was like, here is a set of like eight trucks. Step into one, hope it takes you to the right place. So you're Solid Snake. I think his name is John. Uh, sure. It's the guy that... It's either John or Jack. Raiden's name is Jack though, so we'll get to that soon. <laughs> No, I think he's based off Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. Yeah. So he's got a mullet. He's got a skin tight suit. Headband. He's got a patch. Oh, no, he doesn't have a no, patch. No, not yet. Someone else has a not patch. Not yet. And also not this guy, <laughs> depending on how you slice it. Yep. So he's a guy based off Snake Plissken. His name is Solid, Solid Snake. Well, his code name. Because everyone has animal code names. It's true. Especially in the first one. Because it's really down to the animalistic nature of war. I suppose so. He's been asked to infiltrate this base called Shadow Moses because now I've lost track. There's the Fox unit, this Fox Hound, uh-huh. and then earlier there's XOF. I think this is the Fox unit. At this, this is point. the Fox, yes. Okay. They are a rogue group of paramil- paramilitary specialists mm-hmm. slash crazy people yep. who have taken over this island and are going to use its nuclear capabilities and the eponymous robot, Metal Gear. <gasps> Metal Gear! To destroy things, unless they get Big Boss's body. Yeah, to nuke everything unless yeah. they get stuff. Hazily defined goals. Yeah. It's not about the goals. It's about the means to which you get those goals done. Is it? Yeah. Because they have taken over a nuclear facility and have effectively stolen a mecha all in the name of war. They're going to get that body back. They're going to get that body back. And you're like, cool. Can you not, though? (laughs) Like, we could give you the body, maybe, maybe not. But, like, you don't need to steal a giant mecha for this. So Snake fights his way through the base, sneaking and fighting, fighting and sneaking. The two activities you do in Metal Gear. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much it. You, It's sort of like, this was the only game, I think. I've, I've not actually, that... I, honestly, I've only played um, Rising Revengeance and Metal Gear Solid Five of the um, Metal Gears, but I've watched Let's Plays of them all. Oh, okay. So at this point, yeah. it's like top-down stealth. Yeah, it's all isometric. You're kind of seeing everything top-down and you're kind of going, well, we're going to go stealth some stuff. The game does cool stuff with, um, I think... All all the games, in fact, do cool stuff with... Just the core mechanics. Yeah, it plays around with the idea of it being a game. Once mm. you fiddle a bit, bit the, uh, I think, most infamous one is the first boss of Metal Gear Solid 1, Psycho Mantis. Mm. A psychic guy who wears a gas mask and he reads your PlayStation or other consoles memory card and taunts you about the other kinds of games you like to play. Yeah, he's also not the first boss, but that's uh, neither here nor there. Is Revolver Ocelot the first boss? He is. Ah, but he doesn't die, so uh. the first boss you defeat. Technicality. <laughs> the first boss you kill. Yeah. Yeah. And you you can just brute force kill him by shooting him, but he, always, he dodges all your attacks with his psychic powers. Yeah. But... The way you're supposed to defeat him is by plugging your controller into the second controller port and he's like, oh, I can't read your inputs. And then you can shoot him. There's also the other beautiful thing of um, in order to get like someone else's number, you have to read it off the back of the actual game case. Yeah, which I believe was an anti-piracy method. Was it? I think so. Wow. Because um, you have these very involved codec calls where you it cuts away to a green screen that you, the listener, have probably seen because you probably know all this because you've probably played Metal Gear. (laughs) bothering to listen to this that's true um, yeah. 
And he'll be like, Colonel, I've infiltrated the base. And the Colonel will be like, that's good, Snake. Snake. Have you heard about Haruki Murakami's book After Dark? I think it's pretty good. And the conversations go like that. Tell me more. So there's a whole game of just fighting these bosses. Yeah, so the bosses in... The bosses slash bad guys in the first one are... Oh, here we go. Revolver Ocelot. There's Revolver Ocelot, who's not Liquid Ocelot yet. No, but he's an important character of the franchise as a whole. So we'll probably have a whole segment devoted to discussing him in a bit. Oh, yeah. There's Um, Psycho Mantis. The psychic guy. Uh, Sniper Wolf. The sniper, who is also a wolf. No, she's not a wolf yet. No, but she raises wolves or something. Well, she lives with wolves. And uh, the nerd guy, Otacon, falls in love with her. Yeah, Otacon falls in love, that's true. Although not in Metal Gear Solid 4, because she's dead um yes that makes sense that, i mean yeah that makes <laughs> a lot of sense and there was one more oh um raven the guy tank raven guy yeah tank he's, raven chainsaw man there's also decoy octopus but he never really comes up much yeah they're sort of like oh yeah he uh mm, he yeah he was gonna be a guy he was basically cut content that i still kept in the plot yeah he was gonna be like a guy that you had to assassin's creed style multiplayer mm. track through the fact that he could change his body huh shame he got cut i guess I think, didn't I, think get the, cut. I think the tech wasn't there yeah probably the eponymous not what that means liquid snake <laughs> Not what that means. Who? <laughs> I'm just going to keep using it. Liquid Snake, who in the first game has the best voice actor ever. Are we I... talking about original release Metal Gear Solid or the Twin Snakes, where everything's just a little bit more extra? I mean, both. Okay. Because it's still the same voice acting, oh, isn't okay. it? It's just know. new animations, isn't it? I don't know. He has the best voice actor. It's like, you know how you have Jojo and Dio with like... Jojo. Dio. It's like that. He's like if... Except more The so. guy who voiced Jojo, mm. Jonathan Joestar, mm. was evil. Wait, Dio? I mean, not Dio. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's what I meant. Do you mean Liquid? Yeah. Because he's like, he's all like, mm, yes, hoity-toity. But he's got that, that malicious edge to it. Yeah, so he's like Dio. No, because Dio's got that, that deep baritone voice. Oh, I guess. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, he's a bit like that, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. He's sort of like, Snake, you little shit. I finally cornered you. So it's revealed over the course of the game Hmm. that Solid Snake and Liquid Snake are both clones of Big Boss, (gasps) the man who was your mentor who you killed in the previous bad games. Big Boss. Big Boss. And Liquid Snake is really salty because he doesn't (laughs) understand how genetics works. And he's like, oh, I'm so envious of you, Snake, because I got all of the um, The recessive recessive genes. genes and you got all of the dominant genes. Which, as we all know from genetics, means that he is inferior. Yeah, that's what that means. Both in terms of power and fatherly love. So he's like, I want to get Big Boss's body back for nebulous reasons. Testing purposes? Who knows? And also create outer heaven because that's something that people keep trying to do. True. Which is, I guess, an independent state. Yeah. So I think outer heaven is meant to be like this idea of soldiers have no borders. They can do what they want. They can be mercenaries and they don't have to fight for people and they don't have to fight each other, even though they know each other and all that kind of thing. Sure. Because soldiers don't get a choice and all that. There's a lot of We'll get war. to that more when we discuss part three. Yes. Um. So then we... But throughout all this game, Snake keeps encountering people like the DARPA chief. He was sent there to rescue mm-hmm. and uh, various bosses. Otacon, Meryl. No, I'm, I'm going somewhere specific with this. Oh, I'm not okay. saying he meets people. <laughs> he just meets, you know, he's And a as he guy. meets them, they will have heart attacks and die. Oh, yeah. Because true. he was injected by a doctor at the start of the game, um, Dr. Naomi Campbell, I think it was. 
Yes. And she said it was just like nanomachines to help track you and keep track of your vitals. But what actually was it was a deadly virus that targets people based on specific DNA. What's it called? Fox die. Fox die. Yeah. You son of a bitch. And this is sort of the first in the series long tradition of conspiracy. Yes, conspiracies, but also just constantly and repeatedly punking the protagonists throughout their games. <laughs> it's true. So Snake thinks he's been sent there to rescue these people, but he's actually been sent there, well, and, and to take out the bad guys. Yeah. But he's actually been sent there to... Secretly, unwittingly... Kill very specific people based on a very specific conspiracy he's not aware of yet. Yeah. Which I don't think is even unveiled in the first game to its full extent. No, and I think it's only kind of retroactively defined but i think also kind of just vaguely alluded to in a lot of ways in the second one too yeah it's uh it's a great conspiracy so he saves meryl who is the colonel's daughter yeah the colonel colonel roy campbell that's sorry it's not naomi campbell it's naomi what no that's an actress uh Um, naomi someone naomi something and he saves meryl Mm -hmm. and they fall in love but it doesn't work out because soldiers can can never Fall in love and be happy because I'm, I'm Solid Snake and I exist to just be repeatedly punked in my quest to rid the world of nuclear weapons. Is it even really love as well so much as her being like, oh my god, you're a soldier, you're the well, best. does love bloom on the battlefield as oh. Otacon iconically asked about his crush on Sniper Wolf. <laughs> So there's this and guy called Otacon. There's a guy called Otacon. What's his deal? He is an otaku nerd. He who, likes the anime. He loves, like... He would be a big fan of JoJo's world. Oh, would he ever. He loves mechas. Yep. He loves giant, like... He loves them so much that he built them. Yeah, he loved Gundams and he made Metal Gear. Yeah, um... Metal Gear. So the thing that we keep saying, Metal Gear... Metal Gear, the name of the franchise... Is... A 200 foot tall... Series of robots. The first one, it was designed by this genius man, Otacon, and he's... He's a genius man who loves anime, so he made a mecha. It's well, like, the, thing okay. about, the thing about Metal Gear as a technical designation, although uh-huh. it's weakened over the course of the thing, is yep. that it refers to bipedal robots who have nuclear capabilities. Dun, dun, dun. So Metal, the reason... Metal Gear Rex, the Metal Gear in Metal Gear Solid 1, has a big rail gun on it, which, for, for whatever science reasons I don't understand, allows it to fire nukes in a, such a way that they wouldn't be able to be tracked, which prevents retaliation, which prevents interception, which means it's a very powerful weapon. And it also has two legs, which means it can walk. Yeah. Which is... Terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine a walking dinosaur with nukes. Yeah, it screeches like a dinosaur too. Oh shit, it does, doesn't it? There's also... um... It's only only weakness is the fact that if one man keeps strapping C4 to its legs, eventually it'll die. (laughs) It'll fall over and explode. Metal Gear is another key aspect of the first game of Snake getting punked. Because you're speaking to... One of the people you can codec call repeatedly throughout the game is your friend Master Miller. The man who trained you. Miller. Miller. And it's revealed near the end of the game after Miller has given you guidance about how to disarm the Metal Gear. Miller's been dead for the whole game and the person you've been speaking to on the codec is... Liquid Snake, disguised as Miller, <gasps> slicking his hair back and putting sunglasses on. Oh my god, every time. Yeah. Uh, and he gave you the instructions to actually activate the Metal Gear, which precipitates the boss fight with it. Which, uh, problematic because you were played like a damn fiddle. But, you know, yeah. that's um, fine. More on Miller later. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. So the whole plot of the first game pretty much boils down to Solid Snake gets played by Liquid Snake, his twin brother with recessive genes from Big Boss. And also the people he's working for. <laughs> And thus closes the first chapter of the Shadow oh, Moses incident. Uh, also, incidents. then he and Liquid Snake have a uh, shirtless fist fight on top of the burning Metal Gear oh, Rex. Yes, that and is then, very important. And then Fox Die kills Liquid Snake and he's like, Fox, die! <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> 
It's so excessive. Okay. He and Meryl escape from the exploding base and they stare at the rising sun and talk about the caribou they can see nearby, which are Alaskan wildlife. Yeah. And Snake's like, look, look, Meryl, the sun, the caribou. It's like, I'm a soldier and I was born to be a soldier, but do I want to be a soldier? The caribou. <laughs> Before we go into like Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, 4, whatever, why do we like Metal Gear Solid so much? <laughs> uh because it's crazy. I like it in much the same way I like the storytelling in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, mm -hmm. where people are striking ridiculous poses for no discernible reason. Um, it's like this anti-war game that feels like an anime, but just enough like an anime where it's so excessive, but not like an anime because it still has yeah. very serious commentary. The Twin Snakes also really like makes everything just a bit more extra. <laughs> like It adds scenes where Snake... Does acrobatics dodging two homing missiles and the sound that plays to, um, you know, how like if you're doing acrobatics, a sound will play like folly, folly work. Yeah. It's the noise of a jet, <laughs> a jet engine. Do you reckon that, that the whole like anti-war commentary is like super serious and then juxtaposed against these ridiculous- Against everything else. Yeah. Like for example, some of the iconic mechanics of the game that are ridiculous mm. are that you can, you hide in a cardboard box yep. and people will walk past you. Yep. And you can also drop like- like, I guess the equivalent of like Playboy magazines to distract guards and then walk up behind them and kill them. <laughs> it only got better in Metal Gear Solid 2. I think an underrated entry in the series. I think shit. Had a lot of production problems, which are, which are evident in the latter half, but I think there's some interesting stuff going on there. Yeah, okay. So you start off, Solid Snake, having survived the Shadow Moses in this incident, and with his new best friend, Otacon, best friend slash husband. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they now live on a boat plane? I don't think we find out how they live in this one. Anyway, they're, um, they're just But we find out in Metal Gear Solid 4 they live on a plane together. <laughs> yep. They formed an anti-Metal Gear organisation, activist organisation. I can't remember what it's called, but that doesn't matter. It's just a Thing. The game starts with Snake sneaking onto this oil tanker to take photos of the new Metal Gear he thinks is there. <gasps> What's the name of and the gear? Ray. Metal Gear Ray. And the thing about Metal Gear Ray is it's not actually a true Metal Gear in the sense that I find earlier. Because mm. it is a bipedal robot, but it doesn't have nuclear capabilities. It was created to destroy other Metal Gears huh. with its high-powered water laser cutter <laughs> thing. Hey man, water laser cutters are amazing. <laughs> Okay? Nothing can take that away from Ray. Yeah. The worst Metal Gear, in my opinion. But anyway. And then they're like, oh no, Ray's here. And also, Revolver Ocelot is here. He got his hand cut off in the last game uh, after a long torture sequence, which that was kind of fucked up, actually. No, he got it cut off by an invisible ninja robot. That's right. Oh, um, you know, the Grey more, Fox. The more we talk about this game... Grey Fox was a character who fought with Snake in the war. And was a boss in Metal Gear 1. One or two. One, yeah. Yep. And then died, but then didn't die. And he was the brother of Naomi, the person who in injected you brother or adopted brother or something like that. Yeah. With the evil nano machines. Yes. Uh, and now he's a cyborg ninja and he's like, Snake, make me feel pain again. Yeah, let's kill each other. But also I'm going to help you fight this Metal Gear and die in the process. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, that's Grey Fox. He's just a ninja he's robot. Yeah. He's great. The predecessor to another much cooler ninja uh, robot. No. Anyway, Metal so, Gear Solid 2. Yes. yes. And then Rolfer Ocelot's there and he's like, oh, I've been possessed by the ghost of Liquid Snake. And Liquid Ocelot is born. <laughs> yeah. So he's there. He causes everything to go wrong in this oil tanker. Solid Snake and Otacon are blamed for it. Disappeared. Presumed dead. We open on a new oil tanker 
tanker. Not an oil tanker, an oil rig. Sorry. We open on an oil rig. The big shell. <sighs> big yep. oil rig composed of two shells. It's it's pretty uh, self-explanatory. So it's pretty big. This is going to sound familiar, and it's deliberately so. This The subsequent events of this game are a deliberate recreation of the Shadow Moses incident because it's an attempt to recreate more snake-like super soldiers. Mm-hmm. So a group of eccentric and dangerous soldiers goes rogue and takes over this base. Including Fat Man. Yep, uh, he's a bomb specialist. Uh, he's also fat and he has rollerblades. Yes. That's about his entire characterization. <laughs> oh, uh, there's this bomb chief who you work with to fight Fat Man and he's like, I was a bomb disposal expert, but I betrayed someone and I, I blew up my soul. There's not Solidus. There's George Sears, aka George Solidus Sears. Snake, the president of the ex-president of the United States. Oh. Ultimate villain of the game. Get to that sh- shortly. Who was the guy after Fat Man? Vamp. Oh, fucking Vamp. Vamp. Who is his his special soldier power is that he's a vampire. He can run on water. He can um, pin you to the ground by throwing a knife through your shadow. Uh, and he can regenerate. Forever. He can regenerate. Yeah. yeah, he can just regenerate. He can regenerate forever. Non-stop like a vampire. Yep, you fight him over and over again because I feel like they... They wanted to do something with him and just couldn't figure no, out No, I just feel like they didn't have enough budget to get additional bosses in there. Budget uh, slash work time. Shit. And then there's Fortune. Oh, yeah. The lady with the giant rail gun. Yeah, the lady with the giant rail gun who's so lucky that bullets curve around her. I hate Metal Gear Solid 2 so <laughs> fucking much. And you're this guy called Raiden, aka Jack, oh, who... You're the god of thunder. Cough, cough. Uh, you are... This is your first field mission, but you've been raised... First you were a child soldier. Yep. And then you were raised in, like, VR training. Yeah. And you've got on your phone uh, the colonel. Yep. Roy Campbell. Who's uh, all like, yo, Raiden, it's me, the colonel. Yeah. You're pretty good. And Rose, your long-term girlfriend and, I guess... MVP of the whole game. Oh, Operator riding for the entire game is like, you know what? You're a good save point, but fuck you because... I know what you're going to my room. I have trouble having emotions because I'm a child soldier. Legitimate. Legitimate problem. At the same time, it's like, hey, yeah, you can't do anything with me because, like, I'm on a mission and, like, we can talk. Okay, everyone hates Rose for two reasons, right? One is that she always ends up talking to him for a long time about things that no one cared about. But I was there being like, she's trying to get through to this poor child soldier. Yeah. She's trying to, like, She's make doing her effort, best. Right? And then Ryan is there being like, nah, I see what you're doing. Nah. Not gonna happen. I, uh, no. Well, this seems like an appropriate time to segue through the plot of the game very quickly, okay. which is that Raiden battles the bosses on the big shell and yep. uh, they're building a new Metal Gear there. Um, Shock and, and 52. Snake is there, but he calls himself, hey, he's like, hey, I'm this mysterious guy, Pliskin. My snake disguises that I've taken my bandana off. And he's then later like, on, you have to learn that he's Snake. Yeah, he puts his bandana on and everyone's like, what? He's Superman? Sailor Moon? Without her tiara? Yeah. Otagon's sister is there being forced to build the big shell thing. There's a gross, it's annoying bit where you have to swim with her. Ugh. And it turns out mm-hmm. that everyone in this situation is being played. <gasps> Again? Yeah. So there's, honestly, I have a bit of trouble keeping track of the end of this game because okay. it gets very incoherent. But basically the bad guys, the... Um, the Patriots? No, the the unit, the unit that's taking oh, over the base. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all being manipulated into it mm-hmm. uh, because they want to create a, the bad, the Patriots, the bad guys. The, yep. the the Illuminati essentially yep. want to create a new Shadow Moses incident to test like their ability to manipulate information and manipulate people as a result. Yep. So they're all chumps. Turns out Fortune's not super lucky. Someone just like planted a device on her that repels magnets, mm-hmm. re- repels bullets, and they take it off, and then she dies. Yep. Um, Vamp is still just a vampire. <laughs> he has super nano machines inside of him, yep. which apparently makes him a vampire. <sighs> 
Revolver Ocelot is legitimately possessed at this point. Yes. Okay. Liquid is just like, yo, my nanomachines didn't exist. Therefore, yeah. I can possess your body. It's like, what? Cool. Great. What? Yeah, he's around. He's just laughing it up like he does. Liquid Ocelot being all like, yo, I'm not being played. Fuck you. He's the least being played, but I'm still pretty sure he's being played. Oh, absolutely. And then Solidus Snake, uh, President George Sears, yep. aka the third clone of Big Boss... Um, <sighs> who has the perfect mix of dominant and recessive genes? I think he was like a perfect clone. Oh, okay. Or like neither an dominant, exact clone, rather. Neither dominant nor recessive. Anyway, he's not really important in the scheme of things, but his whole thing is like, he became president and he was like, oh no, now I'm president. I know that I'm being manipulated by the people who really manipulate all the presidents. I need yep. to hatch this convoluted scheme to destroy them. Meanwhile, turns out that you've never spoken to the real Roy Campbell in this game, the colonel. You've mm-hmm. been speaking to an AI based on him who's been manipulating you. And Rose, your girlfriend, has also been an agent of the Patriots the whole time who's been manipulating you. Yep. Uh, then everything gets really, really, weird because the AI the colonel is based on starts like breaking down and telling you like turn the game off Raiden walk away I'll delete your save and everything just goes nuts Raiden gets a sword and starts fighting his way through the base it's the only good part of the game there then everything goes nuts. The big shell is actually a Metal Gear. It's a Metal Gear designed to control all of the world's information and its nuclear capabilities are just a backup for its true informational warfare capabilities. Uh-huh, yep. It crashes through New York City and then you fight... So- Solidus, uh, aka Doc Ock. Yeah, with his big Doc Ock robot arms uh-huh. on top of it with a sword. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And then it all ends and Raiden's like, it's over. I'm not a tool of the Patriots anymore. I'm going to walk away. I don't have to be... Be a soldier. I'm riding. So all of that compared to like what the maybe 20 hour length of the game. Well, maybe not 20, maybe like 14, 16 hours of gameplay. That entire section of like reveal you get a sword kill Solidus goes for half an hour. But it feels a it lot feels longer like because of the, the crazy shit people are saying. So like on the one hand, you've got this AI being like, turn it off yeah, while um, he's crashing the he's game. Like, he's like, Raiden, we created a new snake through you, through your memes. Because memes are the DNA of the soul. That's what Richard Dawkins taught us. And then it's like... There's this thing people say about the themes of the Metal Gear games. It's like about like what makes you who you are. Yeah. It's like gene, meme, scene. Clean. Mr. Clean. Um, so like, obviously your genetics have a role in establishing who you are. Yep. The memes, the information you encounter and um, the way you retransmit it mm-hmm. has a role in creating you and the people around you. Yep. And Metal Gear Solid 3 is, I guess, like, the background context you exist in. Yeah. Which we'll get to shortly. But yeah. anything else to say about Metal Gear Solid 2? I hate it so much. I really do. It's just like the... Okay, the people, half hour bit. People were not a fan of the fact that you stopped being Snake after half an hour and that all the preview material was just that Snake half hour. Yeah. There's also the problem of, like, that half hour bit. So good. So good. Do you mean the end? Yeah, the end. With the sword and everything? Yeah, where you're just like, oh my god, this is so great. Still fucking hate Raiden. Like, don't get me wrong, but that half hour bit, amazing. I like Raiden. Just, he's so fucking angsty and like, oh, but I'm- true, he is. I'm just like, you know, I'm a child soldier who can't possibly be helped. Then let me help you. No, 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 I'm I'm good. But you literally, you ask for help. It's like, yeah, but you- no. He's got a lot of memes he's dealing with. Just fucking, ugh, it's the worst. I hate him so much. Anyway. So- 
Then you Bros, fight the president. Yeah, you, you fight win. the president, you win, and then everything's fine again. Setting a disturbing precedent for Raiden's antagonists. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, let's just say Raiden has a good ending. Because you know how he gets to the end and it's all like, yeah, this he, is all he real. He walks away from it all. He doesn't yeah. have to be Solid Snake. Yeah, it's all like, yeah, this is all real. This is all great. And then it's like, but is it real? Is it real? Is it not real? Is it going to turn out okay for Raiden? <laughs> Find out many years later because we're jumping back to the 1970s or 60s. I think it was 60s. I can't remember. The past. James Bond era. Cold War's happening. It's Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, with that song. The James- Snake Eater. Yeah, the James Bond theme for Metal Gear. Um, yep. So we mentioned the Patriots slash the Illuminati, and this game is sort of about like how they all got into their status quo. So this is literally just a like, okay, we mentioned these guys. Let's now give them yeah. like so a reason to you be. You play as this guy called Snake. Oh, what's his act? Is it? It's not Venom Snake. No, it's, it's uh, Naked Snake in this one. Naked Snake, who is really big boss. We find that out at the end of the game. Yeah, but that's yeah. John, I think his name definitely is John Metal Gear. So Snake's whole thing, yeah, he gets punked for the whole game again. <laughs> but we'll get into that shortly. Um, he starts the game wearing a yellow, uh, a blonde infiltration mask that happens to look exactly like Raiden. So he swoops down, lands wearing the Raiden mask, and takes it off, and is like, "Kept you waiting." Huh. Hey, that's a funny that, joke. That's a that's a meme. That's a Metal Gear meme. That is a meme. Oh shit! He did keep us waiting. Huh? Yeah. Huh. 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 Kept us waiting. You start off the game infiltrating a place to get some information about some dudes. Just some Cold War bullshit. Yeah. And it turns out the guy that you're trying to find out about, Colonel Volgan, has lightning powers. Yep. But more importantly, he also has your mentor, the boss, <gasps> defecting to his side. What? With her powerful unit, the thing. What's it called? Illuminati. No, her, what's her unit called? The, um... Like, the rage and the fear and the joy. Oh, I know about them, but I can't remember what they're called. Okay, they've got a name that I can't remember. Um, yeah. So she and her unit defect, and she fight... She uses this device that's like a handheld nuke launcher. That is actually real. I, I'm sure it is. It's yeah. terrifying. It's um, ridiculous. To set off a nuclear explosion in Russian territory, thereby causing a huge international incident, and Snake has... Snake gets the blame, because he was the agent on the mission and didn't stop it. Uh, yep. And he has basically, like, I don't know, a very short window of time in which to fix it. Yeah. And that's Operation Snake Eater. Kill the boss. Now, yeah, he, he has to retrieve the stolen bull. Oh, there's this thing called the Philosopher's Legacy, which is all this money. He has to retrieve that. Yeah. He has to kill the boss. I love how the Philosopher's Legacy is made out to be this giant thing. And it turns out, oh no, it's just a lot of money. Yeah. Like, it's just a lot of money. <laughs> he has to get that. He has to kill the boss and Volgan mm-hmm. and stop Volgan, who has kidnapped this. Oh, that's what they have a mission before. He had to extract this scientist. Yes. Who is definitely not Otacon. He's um he's some guy. He's building this thing called the Shago Hod, which is like a prototypical Metal Gear. It it's sucks. A, it's a big nuclear tank. Yeah, it, it really sucks. Compared to... The Metal Gear. Yeah. Does it just suck because it doesn't have legs? Yes. I like its name. What, the Shago Hod? Yeah, it's fun to say. I mean, it is. <laughs> the problem is... That, that has some mythological symbol uh, significance that I can't remember. The thing about the Shago Hod is that it's a tank that can fire nuclear weapons, but the scientist the whole time is like, could you imagine the power of a tank that was bipedal? Could you imagine that? Can you... I can scarcely comprehend things that walk on two legs. I would name it a metal gear. Because it's the bridging gear between... I love all the dumb... Retroactive names. Justifications stuff. for why... 
why this thing's called Metal Gear. It's the the Metal Gear that bridges infantry and artillery. After we finish Metal Gear Solid 3 talk, I'm going to talk to you about the naming conventions. Sure, okay. Okay. Um, but it's a cool game. A bunch of cool stuff happens. You, yeah. fight, you fight, you meet young Revolver Ocelot. He doesn't use a revolver yet. You beat him up and you're like, you know, if you use a revolver, this dumb thing that was happening with your gun wouldn't happen. And he's like, huh. And then he keeps showing up throughout the game. He's juggling more and more revolvers. And, and he's like, see, I'm cool now. Do I, have I impressed you yet, Snake? What? No. This no. thus beginning the You're... the theme of the fact that he's the most loyal person to Big Boss. Yeah. He's just like, hey, am I pretty good? It's like he does this thing where he does finger guns and goes, "You're pretty good." <laughs> then there's also Eva, who yep. is us. He's your contact on the inside. Or was she? She's presented as your contact on the inside. Yeah. She is posing as the wife of the kidnapped scientist, I believe. Uh, who's, something like that. Yeah, she's like posing as this like very demure, bespectacled woman, but mm-hmm. she's actually like this cool like motorcycle bodysuit super spy. Yeah, she's sort of like she's a Bond girl. Yeah, she's a Bond girl. Where on the outside you're like, you know, ladies should never be in war because I am basically James Bond. But I was taught by a lady, the best lady, the boss, who I love and is also like a mum to me. I'm we have so a- attached. A complicated relationship. <laughs> so basically, you go through this game and you're like, gotta infiltrate this place. So I Oh, can... this is also the first game that use, introduces their signature CQC mechanic, which is the martial art the boss and snake invented, and basically involves sneaking up behind guys holding knives to their necks and then oh, judo throwing them. Yeah, like the interrogation stuff. Yeah, but like they yeah. call it CQC. Yeah. It's special martial art that yeah. they know that, well, that it incorporates the best aspects of all other martial arts. Well, all the other ones were you would just walk up behind someone and choke them out. But in this one, they were like, okay, maybe we should actually, like, do better than just choking people. But, I like, so in all the cutscene stuff as well, whenever Snake's being threatened, you see him assume this, the CQC fighting stance, yeah. which is holding his gun and his knife right next to each other and sort of dropping into a cat stance. Knife gun. Yeah. Of course. Knife gun. Gun. Knife. knife. Knife gun. What is that? It's a meme. Metal Gear Awesome. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was just bullshitting. I think it's, I think it's Metal Gear Awesome. I can't remember. So, yes. He he fights the, the rowdy... Evil, what is that fucking call? <laughs> the rowdy four, three. Isn't that a Dirk Gently thing? It is indeed. List of characters in the Metal Gear series. Oh, I'm sure Jesus that'll be organised by units or something. Oh, or games. Here we go. So, we have... Actually, I reckon I can list them off in order. We... Okay, so I think the first one he encounters, Snake, that is, is... Well, first it's Rolver Ocelot, but he doesn't count because he's not really part of it yet then it's the pain because the bees he's he has telepathic control of bees and he keeps getting stung by them and therefore he is the pain then it's (laughs) he doesn't have very good telepathic control of them (laughs) yeah pretty much and then i think it's the uh the age i think no the rage i think or the pain the pain was the first guy oh (laughs) i'm listening i think it's the age because he's the sniper guy no the end that's that's his name the end i think it's the end yep and then it's sidebar about the end a lot yeah. of cool like game mechanic stuff you can do with him. So he has a proper boss fight there where you have like a sniper battle with him. Yes. But there are main various areas. There are as like well. three or four different points in the game where because he's like this wheelchair bound old man. Mm. Uh, where there are like a bunch of different points in the game where you see him from a distance in various cutscenes and stuff. Mm. But if you're if you're quick on your feet or know it's coming, you can just shoot him there and 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 not have his boss battle. What? Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. Holy shit! How do you even do that? You just gotta. Go, go, you know, point a gun at him and pull the trigger. There's also, because uh, he's so old, uh, he's only brought out of like intensive medical stasis for, oh, for, this... for mission. So if you get stuck in his boss fight, you can also wait a week of yeah. real time or set your uh, system's clock forward and he'll die of old age. Yeah, which is great. 
He also has photosynthesis powers, and that's how he's such a good sniper, because yeah, he draws a, nutrients from the sun. He's a secret plant, and the father of a character from Metal Gear Solid 5. I thought that all the characters in this game were secret plants. I couldn't draw one for that dumb joke, because they're all spies. There's yeah. a great bit um, where Snake is hiding in a room that all the bad guys are in, hmm. and Vulgan, the... I guess main antagonist of the game is having this rant about how he's he's sure there's a spy in his ranks. Unbeknownst to him, not only Snake, the spy hiding in the room, mm-hmm. but everyone else in the room with him is also a spy pursuing their own ends. <laughs> oh, uh, that, that of course being uh, Revolver Ocelot, uh, Eva, and the boss. <laughs> so good. Yeah, we got the end. We've got the the fear. The fear. His thing is that he can crawl. On walls and stuff. Oh, I vaguely remember him. I think he had oh. venomous darts or something. Something like that. Uh, the Cobra unit, because snakes, of yes, course. Yes, of course. There's the Rage. Who the has, Fury. The Fury, who has a flamethrower. Who is an astronaut who went to space and got really mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love he comes back. He's like, you know what I need to do now? Gets flamethrower. Just fuck shit yep. up. And then there's the, the guy who's already dead. The Sorrow. The Sorrow. Who is a ghost and a psychic and Revolver Ocelot's dad with uh, the boss. Now you might be thinking to yourself, wow this is a raunchy cast of mad villains. This is like the game where I think someone went, you know what, we can just keep going. You know, we don't need them to make that much sense anymore. Mm-hmm. We can just give them powers and just go with it. And all the time Snake is supported by the usual codec called cast of characters. Not the colonel this time because he's probably a baby no um, yeah it's the colonel no it's not it is um major zero who goes on to become oh. a ma- who goes on to become a major unseen yeah. antagonist true true i thought it was the colonel just young colonel don't believe so there's also paramedic who goes on to create mm. evil nano machines uh and uh sigint he t- tells you about the various guns who goes on to become the darpa chief who dies in metal gear solid one when snake fox dies him <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And someone else. It's all connected. Basically, at the end of the game, Vol'jin gets the um, the Shagohod. Oh, and you meet the guy who made um, the Shagohod, and he's like, I'm a scientist, and, yeah. and this American scientist is stealing my work and making tanks that walk on two legs. Can you imagine uh, the power? Can you imagine some sort of gear combining the best aspects of military and infantry and artillery? Yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. I, I definitely can. And then like you so you fight the Shago Hod, you um there's a cool scene series of sequences where Eva is um driving a motorcycle and Snake is in the in the sidecar of the motorcycle firing a machine gun at it and he, if you hold down the trigger for long enough he starts yelling. Just like a come on, come on. Come on. And Vulcan's in it chasing you. And it's, it's, it's actually a pretty cool chase sequence. It's a great yeah. fucking like, end bit. In what has been a stealth game up until this point, it's a really interesting change of pace. But the thing is, it's exactly the same as the other games. True, yeah. Because every other game basically has a giant chase This is the equivalent of Get the Sword. Yeah. So then, at the end of that, we learn that everyone's a spy. So, okay. Ha- oh, then you fight the boss and kill her. And then you become Big Boss. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, so everyone's a spy. Revolver Ocelot is working for the Patriots. Yep. Uh, secretly, he's all like, don't worry. Eva was meant to meet up with me, but she met up with Snake instead. And now I have my own freedom to pursue. So, yeah. Yay. Eva is, I'm pretty sure, a Chinese spy or something. Something like that. She And she secures the Philosopher's Legacy for China at the end of the game when she takes it from Snake after they have a night of passion together. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. The boss mm-hmm. sets the foundation for everything that is to come still in the game by being super inspirational to Snake and the Major because her thing is that she willing 
she was still on the side of the that she, she defected from the, yep. the America. I suppose so. And she pretended to defect to help secure the philosopher's legacy and with the knowledge that being a soldier, she was expendable and like noble or something. Yeah, and like as a soldier, it's our duty to follow. She keeps like breaking Snake's arm throughout the game and telling him like, be a soldier, Snake. Don't do it for sentimental reasons. Do it because it's your duty. So Snake oh, also Snake gets his eye cut out and gets an eye patch. Yeah. Fun fact, in the 3DS version of this game, once you get your eye cut out, you can't use the 3D feature anymore. <laughs> Oh man, that is great. Yeah. So yeah, and then Snake is like, oh, she's she's she she gives this rant about her vision for the world because she went to space and she saw that there were no borders between countries there, mm-hmm. uh, and she was like, that was beautiful, like one world together. If only I didn't have to die. So then she dies, and then in the epilogue of this game, Snake and the Major have a big falling out about what she meant by that, <laughs> which goes on to create a series of incredibly destructive world conflicts. <laughs> so I think the entire point of Metal Gear Solid Three was basically to retroactively go. Okay, so we have this giant weird outer haven thing, and we have this giant kind of big shell thing. But what is any of it undoing anything that they're doing? Yeah, so basically, boss set the foundations for. Could you imagine a world that is united? And then fucking big boss, he, who was oh, Snake. He was, he was given the, the code name Big Boss because he killed the boss. Yep. So Big Boss, now with only one eye, was like, so what she's saying is we should fight, but we should be mercenaries. Yeah, which he's saying, like, soldiers shouldn't be boss holden to anyone's state they yeah. should live for themselves which i guess given the other shit she said to him throughout the game makes sense from his perspective yes because he's still sentimental and is all like yeah oh, i get it but he kind of takes it not quite the right way whereas the major is like we need to create one world government and control all the people yeah so i don't think that's quite what she meant either <laughs> There is the rather awkward middle game of Peace Walker. I think we should return to Peace Walker before we get into five, because that flows into that more neatly. Okay. Four. Okay, so before we go into four, the names. Okay, yes, you want to do nomenclature. So everyone has these insane names, like Sniper Wolf, or like The Fear, or as we'll find out later, like... Vamp. Vamp, yeah. Vamp's Mm. name is not because he's a vampire, but because he's bisexual. (laughs) Anyway, basically, I read an interesting article that was talking about why everyone is named this way. we've got things like snake we've got things like ocelot we've got things like i don't know lizard Uh, so the reason why these names are so significant is because it basically boils down these characters to just be like one kind of being so they don't have a name so much as they have a function right so snakes are sneaky exactly ocelot is like he'll pounce on you and take you yeah sniper wolf like waits in the distance but snipes you the emotions are fairly self-explanatory yeah then it's like okay that feeds into the metal gear solid vibe of like oh War is war. In sure that, is. <laughs> in that, like, <laughs> but the boss's whole thing was like, okay, it's your duty to be like a tool of the machine, right? And so all these names are basically like, well, it's my duty a to cog do in this. the machine. You exactly. Might say. exactly. A sort of um, an metal animal, gear, an animal in the jungle of a giant rex. You know? Yeah, sure, sure. Boiling down these names to just be like, oh, my name is this. Therefore, my entire purpose in this world is to do this for my boss, my big boss, my big boss. And then we get into four. Where where that shit is taken to the next fucking level. So all of the bosses in four are this um, this unit of women whose name escapes me again. The Banshees. Yeah, sure. They're yeah. Susie and the Banshees. Susie and the Banshees. Um, and their whole thing is each of them is kind of like a remix of previous bosses, and they have names that are their code names are emotions and then animals. Yeah. And they're all like rough parallels to the Fox unit of Metal Gear Solid One. So mm-hmm. there's like um, 
You've got the wolf, who I think is... Screaming wolf or something. Something like that. Crying wolf. There's a psycho octopus or something. Yep. Who just so happens to be Psycho Mantis from the first game, but isn't Psycho Mantis. octopus. Something like that. Yeah. They're all emotions. But anyway, basically, this entire game is a clusterfuck of explanation. (laughs) This game is a cool clusterfuck of all the stuff from the previous three games sort of colliding with unstoppable force. Yeah. So Snake's still got the fox die in him. It's mutated and started to kill him, so he's super old now. Yep. This is Solid Snake from the modern day. Yeah. Not Snake from the 1970s. Not Big Boss, because he's dead. Yes. Cough, cough. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) Liquid Ocelot is back. He's not possessed anymore, but he's hypnotised himself to think he is. He's Revolver Ocelot, but he won't let you know that. He's just like, ha ha, brother, it's me. It's like, your voice isn't liquid, though. And all all the nanomachine stuff established in part two, which is the last chronological game, has really just really just gone nuts now. Private military yep. companies have become the driving force of the world economy, the war economy. They all have nanomachines in them that like regulate their body, like meant to like keep them more focused in combat and stuff. But there's also things, I think there's things like you can't use guns unless they're keyed to your nanomachines. Yeah. So there's like, it's a whole like mercenary dystopia basically. Yeah. It goes from being kind of semi-realistic to like full sci-fi at that point. Yeah. Where you're like, so everyone now has nanomachines and like it's all privatized and you're like, that could happen, I guess. I don't think it will, but it could mm. happen. And I think part of the reason is because it was written by another guy. Oh, was it? So I can't remember what his name is, but this guy wrote like a Metal Gear Solid fanfic. And then Hideo Kojima was like, that's pretty good. Come on board. Huh. And so he kind of made everything make sense. And that's why it's a bit more kind of over the top, I think. So what do you do in this game? So basically... Snake is still doing his anti-Metal Gear Yeah, he's stuff. just going around being like... <sighs> he lives on a plane with Otacon and... Um, Has a girl. Raiden's daughter, I believe. Yeah. Yes? Yeah, Sunny, Raiden's daughter with Rose. She has three chickens called Solid Liquid and Solidus. No, hang on a minute. No, it's not Raiden's daughter. Isn't it? No, I don't think so. Because later on we see Raiden's kid with Rose. Oh, sorry. Sunny Emmerich. Olga, from, who is a minor character from Metal Gear Solid 2, her daughter. Gotcha. She has three chickens, Solid Liquid and Solidus, and she makes eggs from their eggs. Um, and uses the eggs for fortune telling and that sort of opens each chapter with like the yoke breaking in different ways to signify what's to come. Ooh, it's ominous. At the time you're playing, you're like, what the fuck does any of this mean? And then after reading up on it, you're like, oh no. You do like a, a, a tour of all the great Metal Gear hits. You go and see Naomi. You go and see Eva. You go and... Fuck shit up. Raiden's there. He's a cyborg ninja now. He fights Vamp with a sword, which is pretty cool. Oh, Raiden, why? There's a, I th- is it this game where in like the climax, Raiden has no arms and is fighting um, yep. a bunch of yep. cybernetically enhanced soldiers yep. with a sword in his mouth? Yep, that's the, that's the one. That's pretty sick. That's good because Raiden is like, he's gone from being... He, he, Snake is still like his mentor, but he's also like, I need to do my own thing, Snake. You're not a robot man like me. So it's gone from being kind of, okay, I had Rose and I was being shitty to her too. Yeah, so now I'm actually just a robot tool and I have no real purpose other than this. Whoa. So... Juxtaposition with Snake. who's Snake's whole thing is that he's a very, very good soldier, the best, but he kind of doesn't want to be. Yeah, his nanomachines are so old that he's still free and therefore all of his skills are still intact but the problem is that he doesn't want to be a soldier he doesn't like war he doesn't like anything but really. he's just so damn good at it and it's he worries just... that that makes him a bad person Metal Gear. he worries that deep down this is a recurring theme with the protagonist deep down do i really love this whoa 
Answer no. But at the same well, time. With Raiden, as we come to, come to find out, answer yes. Yeah. He, um, that's his whole thing. Yep. So anyway, we basically get a whole lot of cutscenes. Yep. Liquid, the Campbell shows up, the Campbell, and he's the like, Campbell. Snake, can you go kill Liquid Ocelot, please? And Snake's and like, fine. I'm getting too old for this shit. And it turns out that Liquid has the great idea of turning all the nanomachines against everyone. Yeah. He wants to, he gets to control everyone's nanomachines. He also wants to get Big Boss's body again. Yeah. So he's like, hey, guess what? I'm going to control the nanomachines to make all the soldiers fight everyone. There's a great scene where they all corner him on like this boat or something. Mm. And he, in that instant, he gets control of all the nanomachines and he stands on top of the boat, finger gunning everyone <laughs> as they're all shooting each other. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So basically you go on this insane journey. He wants to kill the Patriots again. No, see, Liquid's motivations in this are um, probably amazing. There right? are so many layers of them. Yeah. So his idea is that we're all slaves and the only way to be free is to kill the Patriots. We which uh, we learn are AIs in space. They're basically just held like in a secret facility controlling all information. I feel, like, I feel like there was a satellite at some point. Well, I mean, they probably use satellites. Yeah, and they all have the initials of the American founding fathers. Yeah, and so the idea is that they don't make any mistakes, but the problem is that Liquid's like, yeah, but... But no freedom. There's no freedom because now they're controlling everything like a cog in the machine, like some, some sort, sort of metal, metal gear. gear. And so his entire thing is, <laughs> if we take back control of, like, the nano machines, I hate us. <laughs> If we take back control of the nanomachines, we'll be able to take back our freedom. And so once we destroy the Patriots... And create outer heaven. We we won't, you know, need to worry about being controlled and And also, if I control all the shit, then I get to be in charge. Yeah. And so that's what he does. And then it's like, yo, bro, no offense, but like, fuck off with that shit. You shouldn't be able to control all of it. It's like, yeah, but I mean, I'm an okay guy. I'm liquid. Snake meets Meryl, Eva and... Naomi. Yep. Throughout the game and discusses his complicated relationship with women. Has a lot of nostalgia cutscenes. kills four women bosses uh, and they have weird uh, weird bits after you defeat them where it goes to like a white void and they walk towards you crying and they're all very sultry and like hello snake now we die yeah it was super fucked up they're, yep. they're all they also all have some one degree or another of mental illness yes because like one of them has PTSD and was raised by wolves yep um, and like they all have tragic backstories like they watched their village get burned down so then they they started enacted, laughing and then they enacted revenge by burning down the village of everyone around yeah them until it's it was just a barren wasteland a little more inelegant than usual in my opinion see i yeah it was sort of like they got stories after the fact and it was like well i mean that's fine but compared to say metal gets old one where everyone gets like a backstory and then it's not a while until you see them again that you finally get to kill them yeah and then they get their last moment this is just like what the fuck is this weeaboo bullshit so a lot of bullshit happens you go back to shadow moses island you get to pilot metal gear rex fighting metal gear ray which liquid in. And Liquid's all which like, is, you can't is, beat this, it's superior. Which is pretty cool. It's amazing. Yep. And then uh, you fight Shirtless on top of the Metal Gear. After you go to the Outer Heaven and wreck his shit there. And so basically... No, I think you shot fight Shirtless atop the giant... It might be an oil tanker or something, which is his base. Is it? I can't remember. You, anyway. fight, you fight Shirtless on top of something. Yeah. And as you... Using a, using a fist fighting mechanic that has not been in the game so far, <laughs> as you do more damage to him, he goes through different phases, each representing... With different fighting styles each representing um a different game t- yeah. to date so, so your first, health bar changes each game so the f- yeah 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 
to like Correct. represent that game's HUD. Um, mm. So first he's like Revolver Ocelot. He's doing a lot of Revolver Ocelot flashy yep. shit. Then he's Liquid Ocelot. He's doing a lot of stuff with his right hand, which he's previously possessed by. Mm-hmm. Then I think he's, he's Ocelot a la Metal Gear Solid 3, a la the true Ocelot. Yep. And he's doing CQC and shit. And then we go back to the final one where he's like, I'm not winning. And then you're just like two old men slugging it out. Yeah. And like you're both injecting yourself with nano machines to keep going because you hate each other so much. It's manly as fuck. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's insane. And you're just there like, I feel so many emotions. starts playing. Oh. Uh, it's ridiculous. And then at the end, it's just like, well, we couldn't beat each other, but I won because I'm Solid Snake. And Liquid's like, did you win because you destroyed any freedom that we could possibly... I said, I win because I'm Solid Snake. Pretty good. End game. Snake is like, well, the fox dying me is going to mutate and kill everyone, so I'm going to kill myself. But first I'm going to go by this grave. And what? Turns out Big Boss is alive all along. What? The body that everyone was fighting over this whole time was a decoy or clone of Big Boss. More on that later. And he's there with the the inert body of the Major. Major Zero. Yeah, and they're all like, yep, we did it. <laughs> We're going to die now. Fox, <laughs> The fox die in your body is going to kill us. Good work, Snake. Good luck. What are they talking about? Okay, so this cutscene is rather infamous because, I mean, to me it's infamous because it took long and then I missed it. It's like 45 minutes long. It's 45 minutes long at the end of the game and it's just this cutscene, right? So every character has a cutscene at the end of the game. So Otacon gets a cutscene where he's like, Naomi might be dead, but I'm going to live happily ever after with my little girl here, who's a little girl that I'm okay with. Back to my (laughs) plane home. Raiden gets a happy ending. In the worst possible way, because I watched it and went, fuck off. So for the whole game, the colonel's like, oh yeah, I'm with Rose now. It's like, oh fuck, I forgot about that. And Solid Snake is just like, what What the fuck? What? Why? It's like, well, you know, the colonel was just here for me when I needed him. And when it Raiden was... was being rude. Yeah, and Raiden was just like, well, I'm a, I'm a cog now. in the machine. Yeah. Sort of um, metal, metal gear. gear. <laughs> so at the end of the game, Raiden's lying in bed with most of his cybernetics removed. And Rose comes and it's like, Hey, Raiden, how you going? It's like, oh, what's the point? You're with the Colonel now. It's like, no, Raiden, don't you understand? I was with the Colonel as a decoy. Protecting myself from the Patriots. And Raiden's like, you were? It's like, yeah, look, here's our son. (laughs) And then a miniature fucking Raiden comes out with the dumbest looking face I've ever seen. Am I projecting or is he wearing some sort of sailor suit? I think he is. (laughs) And he just comes out, he's like, hey, "Hey, dad. And it's like, I watched this and went from, Oh, so Rose has moved on like an adult. The Colonel's with Robin her, which is, a, which is a bit weird. But you know what? I'm okay with that because whatever, helping her out. And Raiden's a two. Oh, this is exactly what I wanted. And then at the end, no, it's like- You got played. At the end, it's like, no, no. Rose is just an idiot because she's with Raiden forever with a kid. And you're like, oh, oh my um, God. How people are getting played in this one. Snake gets injected with a new form of fox tie to kill people again. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's pretty much it. Also- And also the big boss is all high. <laughs> so big boss is alive big boss basically goes okay here was my plan remember how we said we weren't just gonna talk about each of the games in yeah this? Jesus I, I think we're committed now we're committed to talking about all the games yeah. since we just did um yeah so basically big boss just goes hey look here buddy my plan was basically not to do anything that bad but turns out I had to. So this guy over here in the wheelchair, who's basically on life support, this guy's Major Zero. He was my- Now you've never heard of him. But he was my best friend. But looks at camera, but you have. (laughs) 
So basically the idea is that Zero has been manipulating the Patriots in order to... He created the Patriots? Or maybe he... Cre- yeah, I think he created them to like control all information. But the problem was that Big Boss didn't like that idea. And so he was trying to find him so that he could destroy him so that the Patriots would no longer function because they would no longer have someone to cling on to or something. I don't know. It's a 45 minute cutscene that at about the 15 minute mark, you're like, yep, okay, yep, yep. What the fuck is going on though? Now, I remember it very clearly because <laughs> I was I was over at our mutual friend Kieran's house. I'd just beaten the game and I'd gotten a message from where it was like, come home, get food. And I was like, cool, just got to watch this cutscene. Probably going to be 10 minutes. And they were like, cool. So after 10 minutes, I was like, Kieran, how long does the cutscene go for? I was like, I'm not telling you, but let me tell you, it's pretty long. And I'm like, Kieran, how long? Because I'm thinking like 15 minutes is pretty long. He's like, no, Nick, it's a movie. So like half an hour later, I'm like, okay. Okay. seriously how long does this fucking go for it's like not too much longer so half an hour after that it finishes i'm like i'm fucking going <laughs> uh yeah basically i can't remember exactly what he was saying because i was like but i need food kira i need food but basically the patriots are bad and they're trying to topple the patriots using zero as like the clinching point of like he made them he can break them kind of thing i think okay yeah anyway moving on yeah, anyway metal gear solid rising revenge metal gear rising oh, revenge oh. is the video game where raiden is a cyborg ninja made by Platinum Games. He beats up a Metal Gear Ray. He beats up a bunch of cool robots. Fights uh, a, a fights, senator. Fights a, a street samurai. Oh, I hate it um, so it's much. So good. Uh, it's I think so you should dumb. give it another go now that no. you've gotten into JoJo. No, well, okay. Here's the thing. If it wasn't Metal Gear, it was just like a dumb samurai game. I'd be like, it's just leaning into whatever it's going for. Raiden learns that he does enjoy killing and he becomes a remorseless killing machine uh, and he fights Senator Armstrong atop his new Metal Gear. Oh, it's so bad. No, it's, it's great. No, it's so dumb. Metal Gear has straddled the line. Yeah, it's the same as a bunch of kids from being turned into brains and jars. No, he does They're already brains okay, and jars. But he gives them bodies and, and work. They were going to be bodies anyway. Anyway. No, they were going to be put in robots and like made to be soldiers. Bodies! <laughs> Just because you're a robot doesn't mean you don't have a body. After an extensive brainwashing program. Racist. The template of which was the very VR program that Raiden was trained in. What? Yeah, no, I'm not a fan. Okay, I'm not well, a fan. you're entitled to be, but you're wrong. Um, moving on. So basically, it's just a fun little adventure where Raiden is like, oh my God. Robots. Robots. I don't want this to happen to anyone else. Fuck you. And Fuck then- you, Senator Armstrong, who wants to eliminate the war economy so people fight for their own ideals again and not for profit. Fuck you. And so he fucks him pretty bad. Yep. Kills yep. him in the desert. It does also have the most ridiculous, stupid scene where Senator Armstrong's like, I don't need nanomachines to get stronger. Rips off shirt only to reveal that he's a big guy. Pump full of nanomachines. No, he's not. He is pumped full of nanomachines, though. Is he? Because they, they harden in response to trauma, and that's why he's so invincible. Ah, there you go. But he's just a big, tough guy, too. He's, he played gridiron in college. Yeah, that'll make you big. So anyway, Metal Gear Solid Five. Sidebar, really cool mechanic in that game, mm. where in the boss fights, like, in certain key moments, the the um, the lyrics would kick in in the song, and if we were super hyped. I didn't like that soundtrack. That's a shame. But I think the, the sort of mixing of it yeah, was good. Yeah, the mixing was good. It was just like a nice dynamic thing. Yeah. But like, mm, 
Yeah. Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Oh, fucking Peace Walker. Just a footnote on the way to five because I haven't played it and I haven't watched all the way to the last play of it. My housemate has it and we have um, informal plans to do the co-op in it at some point. It's it's a very mission-based game. It was originally for, I think, the PSP or 3DS or something. Yeah, so it's PSP, a, it's a yeah. lot more basic than some of the yeah. other ones. So the idea is that there's a Metal Gear just roaming around. Well, there's like a series of them, isn't there? There's, there's the Peace Walkers. AI-driven AI, AI yeah. robots with yeah, nuclear yeah. capabilities and the AI template that controls them and prevents them from acting irrationally is based on the boss. The boss. So the idea is that there's basically this guy, Otacon clone guy, Otacon's dad. Oh, Huey, what a piece Huey. of shit. Yep. Huey, Huey Emmerich. Who basically Greatest villain of the 20th century. <laughs> Huey Emmerich. Step Huey. on his neck. Uh. So basically Huey is just like this guy who was forced to make these AI. Yep. Much like Otacon was forced to make the Metal Gear. But Huey was like, you know what? I'm going to give it some kind of like sentience because I think that might help it not kill yeah. everything. And then this guy called Hot Coldman who is like... <laughs> Hey, I'm just going to ruin everything and make um, nukes happen. And so Huey's all like, shit, I didn't realise it would get this bad, but I did. Meanwhile, I didn't. Big Boss and Miller, remember Miller back from Metal Gear Solid 1? Hey, I remember Miller back from Metal Gear Solid they 1. They formed a mercenary company called... Diamond Dog. No, not yet. Um, I think it's MSF at this point, Militaire Sans Frontier. Ah, Militaire Sans Frontier. It was um, a mercenary song front. No. I can't remember. It's basically Soldiers Without Borders. Yeah, and that's fairly self-explanatory given what we've talked about his philosophy so far. Yep. And they are doing bullshit. They get hired to go resolve this hot Coleman situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the entire game, you'd start building out a haven. Yeah, and this sort of sets the gameplay template that would be fleshed out on Mega Solid 5, which is amazing, in which you, after you've tranked a guy, you put a balloon on his back and kidnap him and recruit him to your base. And then you're like, oh my God, I can just get more people. Yeah, um, and then you have like some very fun, very basic base management stuff that I'm a real big fan of and like loop of building the game was like cr- building the base was like crack to me yeah and then you realise it's multiplayer and you lose everything the, the multiplayer thing was interesting from what I've seen because obviously it was built for a system without like twin sticks so aiming and stuff is a bit harder so you can't walk and aim at the same time yeah. so one of the key advantages of multiplayer is that you can um, like you can sort of sync up and form a train with each other where you're both crouching behind each other and in that mode wait one of you moves and the other one behind them is aiming oh wait are you talking about the actual multiplayer yeah no i was talking about the base management multiplayer oh, where it's like in, dudes can invade no, your we're base still on peace walker oh yes yeah other important things that happen in peace walker uh well basically the ai gets out and it just goes oh yeah off to oh and crucially stuff. this is the crucial turning point in boss's morale in big boss's morality where mm. he's like fuck the boss she was sentimental we need to be soldiers and it basically forms the the foundation of his um fascist dictatorship and cult of personality in metal gear solid one you're kind of going but wait the big boss seemed like a good guy in metal gear solid three like why yeah. is he a bad guy in metal gear solid one and then metal gear War- one metal gear one so then metal gear solid peace walker and five deal with that yeah and deal with it well they do, even though I haven't played 5 yet. But deal okay, with it do, well they do. Does that mean we can't talk about the plot of 5? Oh, we can talk about the plot of 5. Okay, great. So 5 came out in two games, Ground Zeroes and Phantom Pain. Ground Zero is basically just glorified tech A demo. Um, yeah. In which at the end, your base is destroyed by this guy called Skullface, head of the XOF unit of the... Zoff. Uh, no, it's XOF. Oh. Of the organization Cypher, which uh, is a sort of intelligence organization headed up by Major Zero. <gasps> Major oh, Zero? Major Zero. And also Huey Emmerich organized <gasps> the UN, because you build a nuke in Peace Walker, organized yep. the, and a nuclear capable Metal Gear too. Yeah, so you, you did build um, a Metal Gear. Yeah. yeah. Huey Emmerich allowed them on the UN nuclear inspectors onto the base, but they weren't really UN nuclear inspectors. They were Cypher. 
My God. And they destroy all your base, kill everyone. Huey disappears. What a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> Arsehole. Then Big Boss is in a coma because yeah. the, the helicopter he was in exploded because Paz, the girl from Peace Walker, whose name means peace, um, had a bomb in her. Two bombs in her. They got the first one out of the stomach. They didn't know there was a second one in her lady bits. Yes. I, From what I remember, Ground Zeroes and Metal Gear Solid 5 were like fucking brutal compared to the other games. Yeah. Unfortunately, 5 had some of the same development issues that Hamstrung 2's story in that it was rushed out. And yeah. so as a result, and also Hideo got there was like a whole fine. third act. We'll get into that, I yeah. think, after. There's a whole, like a whole third act of the game that just isn't in it, unfortunately. Yeah. So you wake up, you've been in a coma, you're a big boss. Mm-hmm. You've got this big hell, big horn sticking out of your head of shrapnel. You've got your eye patch. There's this other guy there. He's like, hey, call me Ishmael. You're Ahab. Let's get out of this hospital before XOF kills us. You do that, then you're being attacked by what's very clearly a young psychomantis, yeah. uh, and also a big guy made of fire. Right. At one point, he throws a giant flaming whale at you. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You escape. Uh, you meet up with Revolver Ocelot, who's on a horse, and he's like, "I'm on your side," and you're like, "I guess so. <laughs> uh, I'll go with this." Your one arm, which is not good. Then you're going to go rescue Miller. He and his new military group, Diamond Dogs, were. Uh... Doing mercenary work in Afghanistan, and he was captured. That okay. mercenary work was just to just to fill the books in the time it took for you to wake up from your coma. Though he doesn't, he wasn't really engaged with it. Yeah. So you go rescue him. You get a robot arm from a robot arm guy on the way there, as you do. <laughs> yeah. In like the seventies. 80s. In the 80s, sorry. Because it's got a great 80s soundtrack that you listen to on your iDroid. Great piece of, piece of 80s technology. I, I despise that iDroid so much. It's just a thing you hold in your hand. It's a hologram sure projector. Like, what? they wouldn't have had that in the 80s. It's a sci-fi series. Yeah, it's a sci-fi series when it's set in the future. Hey, remember how all of... It's always been set in the near future. Like, Metal Gear Solid was like 2005 or something. Yeah, but it's still the future. Remember how all the soldiers in Metal Gear Solid 5 Metal Gear Solid 1 were like gene soldiers with perfect fighting genes. Yeah. That's dumb. <laughs> um, so, so you build your base back up again. You are, you, it's, you, 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 main, you main cast of characters. You, Big Boss, yep. aka Punished Venom Snake. Ooh. Who's the colonel this time? The colonel's not in it. There's no colonel? No. Uh, people who talk to you include Miller, who has now got one arm and one leg, but he refuses the cybernetics because he wants to remember the pain and Revolver Ocelot. Right. So who's the save lady? You just save the game. What? No. You don't have codex. What? Oh, come on. You do have a lot of um, cassette tapes of conversations you can listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Miller's Hamburgers. Yeah, Miller's Hamburgers, in which Miller and Code Talker, the Navajo parasite scientist Mm. and language expert, talk about how to create the perfect hamburger. He's also in the game. Code Talker. Chemical hamburgers. Uh, There's also Quiet. Yes. I feel like you'll have some opinions on Quiet. Well, isn't Quiet just like the most generic, like, oh, you'll feel bad about Quiet for wearing so little clothing. And you're like, this was let this, me was, guess. this was a poor excuse, Hideo Kojima. Let me guess. There might be a rape scene. Just maybe There's at one point not in the a game. rape scene. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, never mind then. I thought as it was far as I'm scene. aware. Oh, actually, no. I think some evil soldiers try to have a go at her once, but she kills them because she's super cool. Uh, okay. um, Quiet. But then she's like the Quiet plant. is a cool character, but like I think it's really dumb that she always has to be wearing basically no clothing. But um, isn't it like, I can absorb the sunlight? Like So there was this assassin who tried to kill you at the start of the game, and then Ahab set her on fire and threw her out a window. <laughs> okay, yep. So she gets her 
skin coated in this parasite to give her new skin. And as, as a result, she breathes through her skin. Ah. Uh, and so she can't be wearing clothing. I see. Uh, and also she can't speak because uh, she's got a parasite in her attuned to the English language that will infect and kill everyone if she does. Right. I see. And that's why she's so quiet. Um, so that's super dumb. I like her as a... I certainly like her as an AI partner because she's very powerful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that she's a cool idea. I think she's hamstrung by some sexist baggage. Yeah. Where it's just like, ooh, this is not the best execution yeah. of... Yeah. So you're the, you guys are there. You, you meet up with Huey again. He's a real piece of shit. He betrayed the base. He constantly... He killed Strangelove, the lady that he fathers Otacon with in Strange Peace Walker. He drowns her in an AI pod tank. As you do. Yeah. Because, because she wouldn't let him make Otacon pilot the Metal Gear. I mean, that just seems like a sensible like way of doing things. He's a monster. Okay. And at the, at the start of the game, like, because obviously you guys are all, like, military fascists and he's like, no, you're being unreasonable. At first you're like, okay, this guy might be onto something. Like, he's a bit of a coward, but whatever. But then over the course of the game, more and more of his bullshit is just revealed and he is just a lying, conniving sack of shit. <laughs> I, I'm glad that he drowned himself in the pool after Otacon slept with his new wife. How old is Otacon at this point? He was old enough. Okay, all right. Is this why he has so many He issues? tried to drown Otacon's sister with him too, though. Oh, oh shit, okay. It's a piece of shit. So, in short... Big spoilers. Yeah, you kill Skullface, you save... That's not really a spoiler. Okay. Uh, Skullface wanted to create nukes that he could control the detonator and switch, switch through through um, metallic archaea, which is like some chemical reaction bullshit. Okay. And nanomachines. You kill him, everyone's like... You break his legs, you destroy his Metal Gear, so Halanthropus, or mm-hmm. capture it or whatever. Yep. Um, which is the first upright man walking on hind legs. Um... You can't, oh, it never worked properly. It needed the powers of a psychic child to be properly piloted. Sure, um, sure. You crush his legs, you kill him. Well, you don't kill him. You you all stand over him, taunting him for a bit. And then you um you toss him a gun, a shotgun in one round and be like, kill yourself. You're not even worth it to us. We're, we're Big Boss and the boys. <laughs> and then you're walking away and you hear a gunshot and Huey has walked up to him and shot him in the head. Ooh. Interesting. Second half of the game, their enemy destroyed, the diamond dogs descend into paranoia and infighting. There's spies among us, there's gotta be. Miller's just going nuts. He's blind at this point, I think. It's unclear. At one point he takes off his sunglasses and says, I need you to be my eyes to all the soldiers. And they're all milky. I think that means he's blind. Sure. That makes... Yep. Yep. Okay. You all get infected by the parasite, the vocal parasite that feeds off language and then yep. reproduces and kills you. So everyone who's infected takes a code talker, makes a vaccine for you all, but it also makes you all infertile. Right. Okay. So the choice of do you have a kid or do I ever speak again? Or do I die? Or do I die? Yeah. <laughs> right. I see. So that's why Big Boss could never have kids. Yeah. And that's why I guess, I guess that's, oh, I guess also while he was in a coma, they took his DNA for that cloning because right. uh, Liquid Snake is around and he's a child and you beat him up a bit. Oh. He's called Eli, the White Mamba. And he runs a group of child soldiers in Africa. Oh, shit. Which, okay. you, which you take onto your base and like start training not to be child soldiers, but Eli's such a big piece of shit. And an unresolved plotline that was going to be resolved in the unreleased third act of the game was that he and the soldiers that he resumes control of steal Sahelanthropus and go and crash it in the jungle. I see. And also the third strain of English parasites. Oh, okay, we're man. getting there now. We're, we're building up to the crux of why Huey's a real piece of shit. Okay. Yeah. Because... He starts experimenting on the dormant parasites, uh, causing them all to go nuts mm-hmm. and like rapidly reproducing and like basically turning your men into zombies. 
Effectively bioweapons. And they're all on, yep, they're all on, um, and you find out that he wanted to sell them to Cypher, your nemesis organization. It turns out XOF was a rogue unit of that and the major didn't really have much to do with Skullface's bullshit. Okay. Um, so they're all on a quarantine platform and they all really want to get out uh, and be in the sun because the parasites are messing with their brains and also yep. making them release like pheromones that will make birds tear them apart and take the parasites to the mainland, thereby destroying the world. Yep. And Huey did this because well, he wanted to create a new bioweapon, but he insists that it was an accident and that it was your fault and that it was not his fault because he's Huey and he's, he's flawless and he's a piece of shit. So you have to walk through your base. I believe this pulls like actual soldiers that you've recruited over the game for. Okay. And like you just have to walk through the base and you've got this thing on heat vision goggles and you can see if someone's infected because of certain heat they're giving off and you just have to kill all of your guys. Shit, that's fucked. Because otherwise they'll spread the parasite to the world and the world will end. Okay. And then you turn them into diamonds. Diamond dogs? No, diamond. You turn, oh, okay. you're like, we won't scatter your ashes to the uncaring sea. We're going to turn you into diamonds. And then we're going to mold you into dogs. See how dog-like you are. And then you do some other missions. And then the end of the game happens, which is a big twist. Do you want me to talk about that? You know what? I'll go play it and then I'll learn the twist. But needless to say, is the twist good? I like the twist. Okay. It explains why there are two big boss bodies. Oh, okay. All right. Gonna have to find out this twist. Yeah. 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 So, Liam, why do we like Metal Gear so much? Good question. Like, we've Um, just explained pretty much everything. Also, uh, sidebar, before we get into that. Yeah. I've got a complicated relationship with Metal Gear Solid V because I really like the gameplay. Yeah. Plot's a bit lacklustre, but there was legitimate reasons why that's not all there. Because of production Konami bullshit. Yeah. We should talk about Konami in a bit. Oh, fuck Konami. I'm very morally conflicted with the fact that you're ver- you're very much playing a villainous fascist dictator in five. Yep. And the game or the main person who calls you out on your bullshit is Huey, who's an even bigger piece of shit than you. Sure. And like I feel like it's sort of a deliberate attempt to create this cult of personality, both within and without the game. But isn't it like a comment on how war is just like two sides and that's about it? There's no like good guys. It's just I mean like- there are bad guys and big bosses are bad guys. Oh, okay. But it's not like there's any good guys here. No, I guess not. Yeah, so it's just like, there are sides, and that's kind of it. Sidebar, there's a fun fact about Metal Gear Solid 5, a, a cutscene that I don't believe has ever been seen um, as it was initially intended to be released, and it's only found through data mining, because mm. you can build nukes for your base in that, or a nuke for your base, yep. which permanently puts you in like the evil Ooh. state where your horn is big and you're covered in blood. Um, but there's also an event where you can raid other people's bases and take their nuke and disarm it, and if ever a platform achieves total nuclear disarmament, mm. then this cutscene plays or it's like we did it boss now nukes will no longer threaten the world <laughs> and I think that's cool I mean that's nice but then you can just build another nuke yeah but then you can disarm it again <laughs> I guess the whole point is that to get, reach that point you would have had to create a culture in the, the multiplayer where more mm. people are disarming nukes yeah. than creating them that's interesting why do we like these games I like these games because they're very silly but they also tell interesting stories they have a very serious kind of and also idea. as I said 5 is the only one I've played but that core gameplay loop is just Oh, so good. Yeah, no. I remember um, the first time I played Metal Gear Solid 1, I was like 12. So I probably shouldn't have been playing it. But like when the first time I played, I was like, this is amazing. Like it's speaking on so many different levels of things that I don't really understand yet. See, I'm also not big into stealth games as a general rule. Mm. Because I I find it stressful just like in that moment where you've been caught and you have to run around. Yeah. But I appreciate Five's versatility in that regard, where if Mm. you want, you can just strap a couple of rocket launchers to yourself and put on some body armor and walk into the base. That's the thing about Metal Gear Solid 1 was that it was a stealth game, but it wasn't a stealth game. Like you could actually just go around and be like- And like the 
boss fights weren't stealthy. No, well, that's the thing. Like, you still had to fight in boss fights. Yeah. But at the same time, if you are stealthy, you get this immense satisfaction Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, so the alarm's not going to go off and I can, like, sneak around. And it's very obviously made for stealth. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not necessarily a rigidly stealthy game. It's a stealth action game. Yeah. I also very much appreciate the things that we've mentioned on and off throughout the game where it messes with, like, gameplay conventions and storytelling conventions. Hideo Kojima is a Lots of nice Easter eggs. Oh, so many Easter eggs. There's a bit in Metal Gear Solid 1 where it's after the torture bit where you get captured. You have to mash A and not succumb to torture. Yeah, you basically have to mash a button so that you don't die. After a couple of those, your arm is just like dying. So Naomi calls you up. It's like, hey, look, hold the controller up to your arm. What? Yeah, just hold it up to your arm. Like, okay, holding up to my arm. And then just vibrates. (laughs) And it's like, doesn't that feel good? It's like, yeah, I guess that does feel pretty good. It's, oh, there's so many little things like that that just make it. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite character? Well, I mean, it's gotta be Solid Snake. But at the same time, I do love Liquid. But only Metal Gear Solid 1 Liquid because he has the best voice actor. Oh, yeah. Because everything past where they replace the voice actor for Liquid isn't quite as good in my mind because Liquid is so up himself. He's so arrogant that he's like, he's right. You know, Mm. he's confident. And then they just made him Revolver Ocelot. And you're like, well, I mean, Revolver's Well, I mean, he did die. He did die. Like, Liquid Ocelot is cool, but at the same time, you should have used Liquid Snake's voice, Mm please, because he's so much easier to hate. Yeah. Your favourite character? Um, I really like the cast of five, obviously. I really like Miller. Miller. Um, He's just this rage-driven mercenary guy (laughs) who then goes and chills out in Alaska. Mm. Does he become a musher, Miller? He's only got one arm and one leg, so I doubt it. Okay, all right. But somehow in that state, he taught Snake how to... um, How to mush. How to live off the land. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I also like Snake, but all of them. Of course you would. Of course you'd like all the snakes. (laughs) You know, Venom Snake was evil. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. So, um, Konami and Metal Gear Solid... Metal Gear Survive. Well, look, I have very mixed feelings about Metal Gear Survive. Because, like, I'm semi-looking forward to it. I think I would enjoy playing it, but I don't think I want to give Konami more of my money. After after in the aftermath of 5 came out, a lot of... I read a lot about the way they treat their employees. Yeah. Not just Kojima, of course, who was now part of Waves with the company after a very acrimonious period. Yeah. Literally everyone, they were just like, yeah, so you now work, like, 12-hour days. Yeah, uh... Like, cool. If you are late back from lunch, we announce your name over the loudspeaker to shame you. It's just like, ugh, it's ridiculous. Uh, If you had allegiance to Kojima, we're denying you your health insurance. So fucking weird. And the fact that, like, he wasn't... Kojima wasn't allowed to show up to certain events or, like, show his face anywhere. Yeah. Because contractually, it was like, if you're leaving Konami, you're not allowed to show your face. It was like, why? It's like, because... Because you might say things we don't approve of. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You might talk about how we've been mistreating you and your friends. So bad. Now get back in the pachinko. Mines. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing about Konami is that they don't understand, like, the IP they're holding onto is so beloved. Yeah. So you've got things like Silent Hill Pinball, and they're like, yeah, but we want a proper Silent Hill. It was, oh, okay. How about Silent Hill Pachinko? It's like, no, not that. Can you, like, license out a good, like, Silent Hill game? It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. we've got Silent Hill Pachinko. It's, it's great. You'll, yeah, look you'll how spend- much money it's going to make us. Yeah. It's like, fuck off. Give us a good game again. And now they've got Metal Gear Pachinko, but in Ultra HD. Whoa. Yeah. It's Metal Gear Solid 3, isn't it? It is. They've completely remade some of the cutscenes just in for the, the Fox Pachinko. Engine. Just for the Pachinko machines. So, yeah, I think I would <sighs> enjoy playing 5 I mean, in Survive, because I like that Fox Engine game 
gameplay. I like ga- <laughs> I like gathering resources. Yep. I don't have a problem with the dumb crystal zombies. See, this is where I'm like, I, I'm, I'm fine with the idea of the zombies, right? But at the same time, I'm not fine with the idea of the zombies. Because if you play a Metal Gear game, there are certain things you're kind of going in for. Mm. Anti-war well, mentality. I, I think you're specifically speaking of the Metal Gear Solid games. Yes. Whereas... This is Metal Gear Survive. Yeah. Or, which is not solid. I, so, so, I suspect this comes back to the same problem you have delineating between Solid and Rising Revengeance. Yes, because Rising... Oh, Jesus Christ. Rising Revengeance. Ugh. It's not even a word! Revengeance! What the fucking... Ugh. Anyway. But also, like, Survive does literally take place in an yeah, alternate I'm, universe. I'm thinking that it's going to be okay purely because it's the same mechanics. Yeah, I might We're, try and grab a second-hand copy or something. Yeah, somehow I would like to play it, but... But uh, I don't want to give Konami money. I don't... I, mm, yeah... I don't know how... I f- well, I want to play five first, but that's going to be rough. <laughs> it's going to be a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Death Stranding? Death Stranding's going to be... It. So Death Stranding is Hideo Kojima's next project. Starring Mads Mikkelsen. Which I'm very keen for. And, uh, you know, I'm mad about Mads. Norman Fetus. Yep, Norman Reedus. Uh, one of the Del Toros. <laughs> Guillermo Del Toro. Or was it the other one? Who's the other Del Toro? Benicio. Benicio del Toro? Who's Benicio del Toro? Is he the guy from Star Wars? What? Double dealing guy? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. No, not him. Guillermo del Toro. Okay. The director of Guillermo del Toro. Sure, if you have to do that. Yeah. No, um, yeah, it was going to have him and Hideo working on this game, PT, and then when it got cancelled, I think he was just like, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to come make my weird time goo thing game. Ghosts Have we seen any gameplay from this? I have no no idea. Is it a stealth game? Is it a shooter? No one knows. No one actually... We know that there's suits and there's some ghost things. There are babies and men. There's some lights and there's some... Mars Mikkelsen is full of goo and he pumps that goo into corpses to make them into corpse soldiers. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff happening. There's a big tank that's maybe also an octopus. Just a lot of things going on. Yeah. Death Stranding. Death Stranding. I'm keen. I hope it's not like Metal Gear Solid, I guess the death really was stranding. I swear to God, if that's an actual line from the game, I hope it is. It's gonna be like Liam, you've ruined everything. Look, look, protagonist, who is at stake. Look at the death in my hands. See how it strands as I move. You know what we need to talk about is the voice acting. Go on. Solid Snake has quite an iconic voice. Voiced by David Hayter in all but uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, where he's voiced by Kiefer Sutherland. Yep. Who is that? Is of course not Solid Snake. That's Big Boss, but. Oh yeah, true. Same principle. Yeah. He has this way of talking that I think just, as soon as you say Metal Gear Solid, you immediately go, "Uh, Metal Gear. Yeah, so the thing about the people saying Metal Gear in a questioning voice Mm. is I think that's that's an artifact of the fact that the original script is in Japanese. Mm. And I think that's, I think you probably have a better understanding of the Japanese language than I do. But as I understand it, it's a thing to say in confirmation, questioning confirmation uh, in Japanese is to repeat back the last thing they said. Is it? Because I always thought you would just be like yes yes no if yes. you want to clarify oh well i mean if you want to clarify you say, then yeah you, ask you don't necessarily question. say what is that you'd say metal gear well yeah but at the same time this is like metal gear at like every opportunity because <laughs> like i think there's I, 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 i'm pretty sure that's a thing in the, japanese maybe i don't know if it is who knows i mean the i'm sure someone listening would <laughs> yeah but like it's just such a like hallmark of the series that it's difficult to differentiate, like, saying Metal Nano Gear. Machines. Yeah, it's like all the questions that they ask immediately after being given the answer. There's huh. something so beautiful.
awful about it. I don't know what it is, but it's just... Oh. Did you know that um, Big Boss is afraid of Draculas? What? There's a sequence... There's a conversation you can have with Paramedic, because mm. you talk about a lot of movies with Paramedic in Metal Gear Solid 3. Sure. Where he, uh, he talks about how he's afraid of Draculas. And then if you do it at a certain point, and you, um, then you lie down in this bed, that you know, I think in a prison cell you're in or something, yeah. you have this um, nightmare in which you're basically playing a tech demo of a different game and fighting vampires. Okay. And he's like, oh, I had this terrible dream. It's a bit like um, in Wolfenstein. It's like... Hey, you can go play the old Wolfenstein. Yeah, you can I, play I the suppose old... it's a bit like that. Oh, man. So good. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say? <sighs> no, I think we've covered all the games in too much detail. Generally Do you have speaking, a favorite game? Metal Gear Solid 1 is my favorite game. I think it's half because it got the balance right between serious and, like, anime. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's even a scene in it where... Like, Otacon is just there going like, I really like anime. Yeah, I, and I really that. like all that stuff. And you're like, yeah, I'm there with you. And then he just cuts away. It's like, that's why I designed this nuclear warhead launching metal <laughs> dinosaur. And you're like, and I'm back on board again. And it has liquid being liquid. Just being like, no, brother, I can't die. Didn't you know that, you little shit? Did you know I can't die because of my inferior genes? I'm like a cockroach. You can't keep me down. It's so good. You should have called me liquid cockroach. <laughs> What's your favourite game? Uh, five, I think, in terms of gameplay. Because it's the and only three one. Three in terms of story. Nice. Three seems to be everyone's favourite. It's not my favourite in terms of story. I also really like Rising Revengeance. That's because you are wrong. Well, no. Okay, <laughs> shall we wrap things up? Sure. So thank you all Patreon listeners who are listening to this listening thing. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope we didn't get too much wrong. There's a lot in Metal Gear, so there's a lot to get wrong. Yeah, hopefully you, uh, you're you okay with, what is it, like an hour of content of us explaining what Metal Gear was? Metal Gear? Metal Gear. God, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good to say. I know. That's the thing. It's like you can just say it and be like, ah, Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you've got any feedback for us, just let me know on the Patreon. If you want to send me a message or leave it as a comment, by all means do. Usually I'm on there like every day. Yeah, okay. So uh, until next time, Metal Gear. Yep, this is Pequod signing off. Actually, interesting trivia about that song. What song? Uh, You know the song that plays in Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes at the start when you're getting your briefing? I think so. Where it's like dun 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 dun. As, like, Skullface is walking into the helicopter. Skullface. Uh, that song is about a guy who, in, like, Japan, he was, like, a soldier who wasn't allowed to come back to his family or something. Hey, guys, it's Nick. Uh, while editing the episode, I actually got this completely wrong, but I think it's a really interesting bit of trivia. So according to the Metal Gear wiki, uh, the song was originally released in 1971, and the lyrics are referenced to the deaths of Italian-born anarchists Nicola Sacchio and Bartolomeo Vanzetti during the 1920s, in particular how they were believed to have been wrongly executed by a United States court ruling due to their anarchist views, rather than whether they had actually committed the crimes they were accused of. So that's interesting. Anyway, back to the episode. But basically, the song has a very close meaning oh, to what's going on didn't in the game. Didn't talk about Skullface much. Two things I want to say about Skullface before we sign off. Sure. Okay. Um, his backstory is that he is basically trailing you on Operation Snake Eater and cleaning up all your messes. Huh. Okay. And two, there's this really awkward moment with him. You know the bit in the games where the villain explains his plan to you and you have a long conversation. Yeah. The variant of that in five is 
You sneak into his base. He mm-hmm. captures you. You get into a car with him. You sit in the backseat of the car with him and go on a long drive. Mm-hmm. He talks for a long time. You don't say anything. And then he stops talking and the drive still goes for like another five minutes because you had to get where you were going on the in-game map. <laughs> and you just sit in silence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So he's just say like, this is my plan. That was my plan. Just just hold on. We're almost there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there eventually. You know, it's a really nice day in <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> Metal Gear. Fuck Huey Emery. (laughs) Man, you hate that guy. For good reason.